There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. It is Monday, August 8th. Let's get the week started off on the right foot. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Litterst, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. Today, oat milk has taken our coffee shops, fridges, and grocery aisles by storm. But now Oatly, the brand that spearheaded the oat milk craze starting all the way back in the 90s, is experiencing some growing pains. Its stock is down 80%, but should the company be crying over spilled milk, or is this just a bad carton? Rob's going to help break it down for us, but before we get to that, I'm going to run through what's happening in business and tech. Let's get crack like. All right, first things first, Alexa's got a new pal. Amazon is acquiring iRobot, maker of the popular Roomba robotic vacuums, for $1.7 billion. Amazon previously acquired Kiva Systems, which makes robots for its fulfillment centers in 2012. Last week, Roomba also reported a 30% revenue decline, so Amazon was probably able to pick them up for a nice little discount. Roombas have cameras and sensors that can map out floor plans and detect millions of objects in the home. Basically digital crack cocaine for an e-commerce giant like Amazon, so I'm sure they're happy about their new toy. Speaking of things with sensors, the most beloved organization on the planet, California's Department of Motor Vehicles, filed two complaints with the state alleging Tesla's autopilot and full self-driving FSD descriptions are misleading as neither feature makes the car 100% autonomous. Tesla includes autopilot in all of its vehicles, which comes with features like traffic-aware cruise control and auto steer, but drivers have to pay $12,000 more for full self-driving, which gives you options like auto parking, auto lane changing, summoning a vehicle from a parking spot, and more. They don't make vehicles fully autonomous. You still have to keep an eye on the road. Now, the DMV's actions could result in the suspension, theoretically, of Tesla's licenses to produce cars and sell cars in California, but the agency likely will not go that far. Tesla has 15 days to respond, and we will see what they do respond. Speaking of Tesla, Elon Musk publicly challenged Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal via tweet to a public debate about Twitter's bot problem and to prove to the public that Twitter has less than 5% fake or spam daily users. Musk's lawyers are currently working hard to help him back out of that $44 billion deal to buy Twitter. So this is probably just another distraction or a way to get around that. And in other news, July saw 528,000 new U.S. jobs, while the unemployment rate fell to 3.5%, indicating a very strong labor market despite rising interest rates and inflation. Also, Estee Lauder, the beauty behemoth, is in talks to acquire luxury fashion house Tom Ford for $3 billion. And finally, not sure if you saw this, but it was pretty hilarious. 
A French scientist apologized after tweeting a photo which he jokingly claimed to be of a distant star taken by the James Webb Space Telescope and went viral. Turned out it was not a photo of a distant star. <laughs> it was a photo of a slice of chorizo. Gotta love that. Gotta love when the scientists have a little humor. All right, and with that, I think it is time to discuss oat milk. Oatly stock is down 80%. Why is that, Rob? What do you got? Oatly was once at the top of the oat milk heap. They essentially created the alt milk craze, which is really wild. And like, if you look back, even just to like May 2021, so not not this past May, but a year earlier, the company IPO'd and they were valued at $10 billion when they IPO'd. And I think mm. when that happened, they were the key partner for Starbucks for oat milk. They were growing like crazy. I think they were like rapidly expanding in the United States. And I think the future looked really, really bright for Oatly. Yeah. But if you look at their last four quarters, so since they IPO'd, you notice a pretty concerning trend. Their revenue has essentially kind of gone up a little, down a little, up a little. It's really generally kind of flattening out. Mm. And ultimately, for a number of reasons, Oatly's stock price has dropped about 80% since that IPO. And we can get into all the reasons that that is. But I don't think anybody could have seen this coming really last year with all the hype around that IPO. Right. And there's also some recent stuff that's gone on too. One of their products was called back from stores, right? Totally. They got looped into a product recall, I believe, um, with a few other brands that was based mm. on a um, contamination. Ultimately, it was a contamination problem. Love a good contamination. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every every food provider's favorite word, contamination. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, so that's exactly right. That, that That's another one of these headlines. Not sure how much of a role it played over the last year, but obviously it's not helping at all. Sure. Well, I've seen all kinds of reports that have come out over the last year or so about Oatly struggling in all kinds of different ways. They've struggled to build and operate factories I've been reading about. They've miscalculated all kinds of budgets and totally delayed shipments. I know you mentioned Starbucks. I think they actually didn't have any oat milk to give to Starbucks and Starbucks had to find another provider. One of my favorite things I saw was Oatly's uh, Ogden factory. At one point, there, there was so much downtime and problems there that employees were playing board games and streaming movies on the job. What? That is not the vibe that you would expect from a high growth startup that was, you know, just so recently IPOing. No. Yeah, it's your point. I think their supply shortages, like everybody's dealing with supply shortages right now. I think that's just kind of part of the game. But like, yeah, their supply issues, I think, far exceed like what the average company is going through right now. Mm. Right. Well, I think also maybe we should back up. In the 1980s, this company got started in Sweden. It was a group of researchers at Lund University who, who were basically setting out to do what Oatly still kind of says it sits out to do, which is make a plant-based nutritious drink that's like cow milk, that's non-dairy and that's good for the envi environment or better for the environment. Started as a company around 1994 and it only entered the U.S. in 2017. It's crazy. Yeah. One thing I feel like Oatly, one wall that's kind of hit is similar to a wall that the hard seltzer market has kind of hit, where for mm. a few years, they were just great. It was things were going great. Gangbusters, just growing like crazy. And But then everyone sees that trend and other people start doing the same thing. 
and the market gets super saturated, no pun intended. And now they're just competing with humongous players in this space. Even the dairy companies are creating their own oat milk brands. Hood, I think, is Planet Oat, which is the largest seller of oat milk in the U.S. now. And I think it's just uh, it's a tough place to be. Yeah, 100 percent. You brought up the comp to hard seltzer, which I think is like a perfect comparison. And it's like, you know, I don't know if White Claw invented hard seltzer, but they were like the first brand that I really became aware of. But then all these other brands started coming out with it. And like, I love Spindrift. So like I've tried Spindrift's hard seltzer. I love Topo Chico. So I've tried their hard seltzer. And it's hard to kind of establish loyalty with that when you're a startup. And then I also feel like like it kind of reminds me a little bit of how Slack was dominating messaging, but then Microsoft released Microsoft Teams. And it was like mm. all these people that use Microsoft for everything else were just going to use Teams. Like it's not like they're going to use Slack. Right. Like at the end of the day, what's the difference? Right. And all these big milk companies that you're mentioning, like Hood and and some of the other ones, like they have these relationships and supply chain efficiencies with all these grocery stores and stuff like that. It's like if they can just deliver oat milk better and keep shelves stocked better than Oatly, then those grocery stores aren't going to choose Oatly. Yeah, because some of these oat milks are like $2 more a carton than totally. 1% normal dairy. Crazy. It's like, it's not a cheap product. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so getting down to the more important part though. So obviously like business, yeah, it's not, it's not great for Oatly right now. What do you think of oat milk? Like, do you like oat milk? Yes. It's got a nice, uh, a nice frothiness, a nice kind of thickness to it, the creaminess. It's actually a perfect thing for a latte. You could probably even argue it's better than dairy milk in some ways. Right. Little oat milk latte. Yeah, exactly. I think the good news for Oatly is oat milk is gaining on almond milk as the most popular alt milk. So assuming they can kind of get through these rough patches, which I think just sound like typical startup challenges for the most part, you know, dealing with competitors, supply shortages. Yeah. It almost reminded me of Tesla like two years ago when they were going through these crazy challenges, but two years later, it's working pretty well. And it also is important to point out like Oatly is making a lot of money. They're going to hit probably upwards of $800 million in revenue this year. Right, right. It's That's 100% true. And if you look at the year-over-year numbers, it's they're pretty freaking good in a lot of cases. Yeah. Oats, we'll see what happens with oats. And bada bing, bada boom. That is going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Litterst. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co. I'll see you tomorrow.